talking sports. Hand is just how you like it. By the fan, for the fan. Ain't no front end and faking this sports talk with a twist. Something you cannot miss. So tune in every week and listen to what we gotta say. The choices of the voices are roles lead the dabble. Top it off with some pepper. Scotty, tell them do better. Any running the point. Be life gotta digress it. It's fourth and goal game on the line. We punch it in the end zone. The crowd going crazy. Cause it's another W. Bloopers come and go, but the bros remain solid. From the lamb to PA, for your VO2 to A43, the Sports Bros Podcast coming at you every week. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast is a sports podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. Talking sports, just the way you like it. Without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. Hey, what's going on, world? This be your boy, Eddie Cool, and welcome to another action-packed edition of the Sports Bros Podcast. What number are we at again? Oh, that's right. We are at number 116, strong of the Sports Bros Podcast. I'm just happy to do it one more time. Do it again. One more again. One more trip around the bases, as they say. And baseball. And with that being said, you know I cannot do this by myself. I have two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing first, the Almighty B Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? 116 times. We are in the thick of it. There's so much to talk about. Uh, man, we're coming up to Olympics time, man. I'm excited about that. Oh, this, but this. Uh, at times, it just seems like the world is in upheaval. We're just trying to get along and get by. And with the thanks of um, Eddie Cool, you know, in the, um, this podcast, you know, we, 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 we get through some things, and then, but then we also got to deal with the other guy and his, um, his obnoxiousness. So just, just be prepared. Buckle your safety belts because uh, that other guy most likely has some silliness to take us for a ride. So go ahead, go ahead and talk about him. And, and yeah, yes, sir. Throwing those barbs and jabs already. And speaking of the, of the other guy, the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania. Looks like he's sitting on a beach, if I'm not mistaken. The money man, Scotty D. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. It's All Star Week, the best sports week of the entire year, right? And we it, talked it, about that earlier. We, yeah. we, we did. You sounded depressed because. You said there was no, not much sports going on. I'm over here like, yeah, you're crazy, but it's all right. All kinds of stuff going on. You realize typically this is hell week because usually there's no other sports on. The NBA finals are running late this year because of the, the crazy pandemic schedule pushed it all back. And the British Open, I, I forgot, is actually this weekend coming up, correct? Is that right? Yeah. British Open's yep, coming up? Yeah. So usually we don't have these other little toys to play with. Uh, the British Open may coincide, but uh, usually there's no other, the NBA, and it's just a standalone week for baseball. And it used to be the all the, the day off, you'd get the uh, the home run derby, 
Then you get the all-star game, then a day off, and then back to work. And now they're, like, stretching it out all week. I think the Yankees and Red Sox are playing Thursday, and that, they're the only game in town on the schedule. And then everybody else goes back Friday. So it's kind of a little bit of an extended break for, for Major League Baseball. And it used to be that, you know, before and after, that was always the answer to the trivia question. The only day of the year that there's never pro sports before and after the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. And that's kind of switched up a little bit. But, hey, hey, we got a lot to talk about because we do have the NBA Finals, and we had a, whoo, a situation to watch on Saturday night inside the Octagon, Eddie Cool. Yep, we did have a situation to watch Ooh, <laughs> in the Octagon in UFC. Speaking of that, man, we were going to lead off with the NBA Finals, but we're going to go ahead and dive right into it. UFC 264, Poirier, McGregor. Part three. Fellas, this is a pretty interesting card. It wound up being pretty good. Um, Scotty D, your guy, um, O'Malley with the hair. He didn't he fight Saturday night too? The sugar show, yeah. Um, that that was a crazy, insane fight because uh, he might end up being as beat up as the other guy, only it was his fists. His hands <laughs> were hurting so bad at the at the press conference after because he just he punched the guy in the face like 200 times or something like that. It was nuts. This dude just kept coming forward like he was battery operated. I, it, it was insane. And, and O'Malley just kept punching him. I kept thinking he's going to run out of gas and get tired, but he just kept punching him. But that dude went straight to the hospital. I forget that guy's name. It was his first ever appearance in the UFC, but he wasn't alone in the hospital from people on the UFC card that night, Eddie Cool. Yeah. There was a, a one other big name that was joining him at the hospital. Yep, we'll get to that. But real quick, uh, Greg Hardy, he got knocked the hell out by uh, Ty. Ooh, he, yeah, by Ty. He's probably in the hospital. Yeah, he, he may be just waking he, up. He he walked into that punch. Like, he was Ooh. he was coming strong, coming heavy. And that thing, you know, bing. So, um. His eye was bubbled. Oh, yeah. He, he Like, he walked, like, he was leaning forward. He stood him up like this. Fist. Just up. And that thing, you know, limp. Yeah. Night, night. This moment has been brought to you by Advil Nighttime. He needs some milk. <laughs> so, what, what, any one of those sleep aids? Not, well, what what's that one? Um, um, what's the one sleep aid? Um, not sleep, not tired, whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Either way, Nyquil. Greg Hardy. Yeah, yeah, that that's the one that's been sponsored by Nyquil. We hope so, but see, I already bumbled it up. Anyway, <laughs> Greg Hardy was coming forward and heavy with some punches. I was like, okay, all right. And they say, you know. Knees and legs buckled. He was out for the count, and man, so I was like, "Oh, oh my!" Well, see, yeah, see what happened. See, see what happened was that you can't you can't lean in heavy. No. One thing you can't do you can't lean in heavy against um seasoned fighters, and two, if it's if it's ever gonna be your first appearance, um, in the UFC event, I should have looked up his name. It really doesn't matter. Don't don't don't. Don't wear any colored type hair, any bright hair, because it just make you can see every single punch. And the sound effect of the night, because I was around a bunch of people celebrating a birthday, was bing, in a bing, 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 bing. It was like it was literally watching a ping, not ping pong, but um, what's the what's the what's the um what's the um pinball, what's the, pinball. Pin, pinball, yeah that. Pinball, watching a pinball machine when it's going through the um, three little bumpers or whatever. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. Oh man. All you saw was all you saw was green hair just bouncing, bouncing, <laughs> doing this right here. It Look was. It, it ended up being like almost two hundred and fifty significant strikes. Like it, it didn't even make any sense how many times. Like I want to say 
I, I should have looked it up. I'm pretty sure it's close to a UFC record. Like I think, I think it was. It was. The, I think it, was. It, was, it was close to the record in the second round. Just how it, many it, times? If it wasn't the record for the most, it was the highest percentage. It was like he landed like eighty percent. Eighty percent. Yeah. Strike rate. Yeah. And and I actually disagreed with Rogan and Cormier whenever that fight got stopped. They said, "Oh, it was like thirty seconds." I said, "Man, should have let that guy finish it." No, no. he was done. He should have stopped it earlier. Nah. I, I had no problem with them stopping that fight. He but. had no chance. Like it was, it was a, it was going to be a unanimous decision. There was no chance in the world anybody gave that guy a point in any round whatsoever. He just got. I mean, it was so technical. And sugar was, hits hard. He yeah. hits, he he hits hard. He's not I like give, Ben Askren. <laughs> I give the guy. I give the guy for having a chin, but man, when you just when your brain is being bounced left and right, bing, 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 it literally like I, I had somebody because when I was watching, I'm, I'm watching his hair every single time. Oh, here we go, bing, bing, bing. One two piece Popeyes chicken, Church's chicken, two piece. He just didn't get served the biscuit. I mean, the biscuit would have been him knocked out, but he was knocked down a couple times. But man. Sugar Shane O'Malley, that was he, he he was methodical, like he was surgical with those punches. Like he was sneaking his guard, like right right in between here. It was it was beautiful to see. It was absolutely beautiful to see. Um, I didn't miss the main event, but I saw highlights and I saw legs and joints and ankles just wrong direction. So um I want y'all to um opine on that if you could. Help me help me out with that. Yeah, we'll go ahead and pine on that. We'll go ahead and talk about the main event, the trilogy, the finale, so we think, of Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. Um, Dr. Stoppage in the first round. Scotty D, tell us what you saw. Oh, I saw another leg snap, another tough one. And actually, when when this happened in in real time, I thought he turned his ankle like Dak Prescott did. Yeah. When he first went down. It wasn't apparent to me that the leg that the tibia snapped. I thought I thought his leg turned the way Dax, Dak Prescott's did. And then I didn't think. Then I thought I was wrong and saw it wrong because Poirier jumped on him, and there was like ten seconds left in the round, and McGregor kind of defended. And then you could see clearly that that leg was was compromised in a terrible, terrible way. But th- this fight was not going McGregor's way. He, he most definitely lost that first round, but. When when the, they interviewed Poirier after the fight, he said that wasn't a freak accident. In so many words, so I checked that kick. And if, if you, I don't know if you guys stuck around and watched the replay after that fight was over, and they were doing the post fight interviews, McGregor threw a hard leg kick, and Poirier actually did lift his leg and check it. And Poirier immediately pointed down to Connor's leg. He knew at that moment that something had happened to it. And then they kind of went in the scrum, and then they went to the ground. After they got up, that's when that happened. I mean, McGregor's leg snapped just by him, like, kind of hopping back on his own weight. That's the third time I've seen this happen in the UFC, personally, that I've been watching. I saw it happen a couple months ago to Chris Weidman on a leg kick. And I saw it happen to Anderson Silva a couple years ago against Weidman on a leg kick. You know what all three of those things have in common, guys? What do they have in common? All, All three of those things happened in the first round. So... It, it's you've seen a trend in the last probably two years where there are more and more leg kicks as part of uh, a strategy, an offensive strategy. But when these guys come out and they're kicking that hard, they're putting themselves at a serious risk now. And, and we've seen two fractures like that now in the last 
in this calendar year. I mean, just think about, say you put like on a steel toe shoe or something, a boot, and just started kicking a log like that. It's going to, you're going to fracture your, your leg. You're going to fracture your tibia just by the, the force that you're hitting, uh, you know, another s- stiff object like that. So when he, these guys are going bone to bone, leg to leg, man, that's dangerous. That's, you know, it, it, it kind of makes you think twice about throwing such hard kicks because the guys that have done it, were the ones that got their fracture. They did it to themselves with hard kicks. I mean, McGregor was throwing some hard leg kicks earlier at Wyden. I mean, he hurt him early in the legs with a, a few of those kicks. But I then the then the post fight was just as entertaining. With these guys, McGregor's laying on the ground with his legs snapped in half, still want to go after Wyden. Wyden still wants a piece of him. They're talking trash. Do we see this again? I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I think both guys would like to, but I I think um from what I've heard, and you know, I talked to a few of my other friends that you know they watch MMA too. Uh, the recovery for this looks up to be like a year and a half. Um, yeah, because of course he's going to get a rod and screws and plates and everything put in his leg, and also on top of that, um, I think if I'm not mistaken, Dana White was like, "Hey, let's run it back for a fourth time," but it's kind of like. Do we even want to see this for a fourth time? I mean, like, doesn't have, doesn't uh, Poirier have a chance to fight for contend for a title? And Conor well, that's the thing. Yeah. Let's say Poirier is gonna, he is, he's getting the next title shot. Mm-hmm. And let's just say he wins, which would be probably four or five months from now if if they do it. Probably by the end of the year, he'll have that that fight. By the time he has, he'll he'll defend it probably once. I'm just assuming that Poirier wins. This Oliveira is no joke, so he, yeah. it's not a given that he's going to beat him, you know. But that division is full of killers. So let's just say that Poirier does win that. He may have another title defense against a Gaethje again or a Michael Chandler or somebody like that. If he's the champion and Conor McGregor comes back, McGregor doesn't deserve a title shot. You can't just nope. give him that. Nope. He hasn't nope. won a UFC fight against the top guy in five years. I mean, you can't just throw those two back. And the only way they would have to do that is if, Poirier would either vacate the title or McGregor would have to win maybe two fights. Now we're looking at three years down the road for these guys fight again, and they're both in their mid thirties. So this might've been the last time we see this. Um, who knows? I mean, stranger things have happened, but again, if Poirier loses the chance uh, to uh, um, Oliveira, who knows where, where each of those guys pass take them beyond that. But that division is as full of, of, badasses and McGregor hasn't shown capable to be able to beat these guys. I I mean, I I can't see him beating a Michael Chandler or Justin Gaethje or any of these, these top guys, the guys that he beat, he was better than they're not even around anymore. Really. He kind of disposed of these, these cats that he beat a few years ago. So I don't know. I think, I think more logically, McGregor was talking about fighting Manny Pacquiao. I think that's probably off the table. I think his next big pay pay fight, you know, who it's going to be against who, I bet it's one of the, you, you. You're not about to say one of the Paul brothers. One of the Paul. You got brothers. it. You got ah, it. Ah, dog. When I was thinking that, and he, let me let me let me put it to this, let me put it this way. This, this pains me to say because everybody in the world knows how much of a pay per view draw that Conor McGregor is. He brings in the money. There's a reason why he was the number one paid. Um, like what was um by Forbes, he was actually number one. Um. With as far as like revenue this past year, with a hundred, he made a hundred and eighty million dollars last year, um, and um, in and revenue, yeah. So he's a draw. 
without question, he's a draw. He's, he's, he's an entrepreneur. He makes big money, big money. But here's the thing. When it comes to the UFC, I'm, I hate to say it, I think he's done. If best, he's a mid-carder. Um, yeah. he's, he's not a main event person because at the end of the day, his next couple of fights, like you said, he a has to win them to even get back into title contention. They like he's not in title contention right now, so it has to be a mid card, and like it's just it it just doesn't seem feasible. I don't think Conor McGregor's the type of person that would drop to a mid card or anything like that. But I th- I it, think realistically, his only other really big draw fight coming back would be another fight with Nate Diaz because it's one to one, and. Diaz has lost his last. I mean, you're looking at two fighters that are kind of taking the same path on the backside of their career now. And that would be like really the, you can't go out there and run your mouth and, and do all the stuff that McGregor is doing now, like he did years ago. If you're not winning, it's, di- it was different whenever he was winning fights, you know, but if, if he's not winning fights, maybe, you know, maybe you throw him in there against a, a Jorge Masvidal or something like that, you know, another brawler type of fight, you know, something like that. But, uh, uh or, or, or Nick Diaz, who's coming back soon for a fight, something like that. But yeah. I, I, th- I think uh, I, I think Connor's day, his best days, are most definitely behind him. And this was his chance. If he say he didn't break it, break his leg there, who knows? He may have knocked Poirier out in the second round. He might have caught him. You know, he survived that onslaught in the first round. He typically gasses, and he probably was going to do that because he expended a, a lot of energy with you know fighting him off from the you know the bottom position, but. You know, he his gas tank isn't has never been his strong suit. I th- I think his best days are behind him, and like we may get a, a a fight with Nate Diaz, and then for him, why wouldn't you take a boxing match against one of them Paul kids and make a ton of money? You know, you'll make more money off that because those guys will trash talk each other. I mean, my you know the other night my ne- I was watching this fight with my nephew. He's fourteen, going on fifteen. When when that fight was over, my nephew said. Man, I can't wait to see what Jake Paul has to say about that. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So there was a market. <laughs> these young kids are into these YouTube guys. They're they're into this stuff. And <laughs> that that might be the safest play for Connor. Make a bunch of money and, you know, your limited skill set against somebody else with limited skill set. I don't know. Yep. That's really all I got on McGregor, man. I, that's, that's it. This is what I got. For all, for all of these um, new age and 2021 and save the world and um, animal activists and whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to need y'all to stop pushing all this um, goat milk and soy milk and almond milk and rice milk and all these other types of milk because we need to get back to the basis of good old fresh cow milk that has all the calcium that does a body <laughs> yeah. good. Because these bones, these bones is brittle. Hey, brittle. <laughs> you never brittle. know. You never know. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not getting into, I, I just think that these past couple of years of these gruesome injuries that I'm seeing, man, maybe we're just doing a little too much. And we, we, I mean, we didn't see these type of in, injuries in the past. So I, I, I don't know. This is just me just spit, hey, spitting from the dome, but, um, Conor McGregor, wish you the very best. Hope you heal up. Um, and yeah, the future is going to be very interesting. But one one thing about the UFC though, there's there's a lot of talent. That 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 division is not lacking. Fully loaded. Oh, it's so, fully loaded. 
Connor, um, make some more money off some um off your proper twelve. It's all good, bro. It's all good. Yes, sir. Yeah, proper twelve. And speaking of Jake Paul, I'm looking it up right now. Um, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley will be fighting in Cleveland, Ohio, on August the 29th. Might have to pop up like a pimple on prom night to see what the mm. buzz and the fuss is all about. Moving right along, fellas, we're going to the National Basketball Association, the NBA Finals. We got the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks game tree in Milwaukee, all right? And guess what the Bucks did last night? They won at home. They won convincingly. So, B-Live, what are your takeaways from the Bucks' win, and do they still have a fighting chance to win the Larry O'Brien Trophy? Without question, this this is back to where I said that um, the Bucks would win in seven because I still say to this day that Milwaukee is the more talented team, and we saw every bit of it. One thing that we did not expect was that Devin Booker would be ice cold. I mean, ice cold. And, man, this is this is the beautiful thing about sports and home arenas and everything like that. Giannis actually looked like he could shoot free throws. <laughs> he was he, – he didn't have the whole crowd. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> right? So, I mean, it's, it's crazy like that. But it, it is what it is, man. And it's just a different atmosphere. And you saw Milwaukee. They just rallied. Giannis did his thing with 40 points again. But he also has – he had a little support this time, you know. Chris Milton with 20-plus. Drew Holiday with 20-plus. Bobby, um, Bobby Porter's big eyes and all. Freaking whole crowd screaming, Bobby, Bobby. Man, I mean – so it's it's literally, it could easily be home field advantage wins at all, which that would have the Suns winning at seven. It could very well be because you saw the tale of two different teams. Like you could even see that the Suns were a little bit nervous and hesitant when they were playing because they're a younger team. They've done well um, on the road this during regular season, during the beginning of the playoffs, but this is the NBA Finals. This is win or go. I mean, this is this is it. This is that's a big game all, three too, that or game oh, four. That's a huge one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and like it's one of those things where it alleviates a little bit of the stress off of Milwaukee. They're a little bit more comfortable. They this is the Milwaukee team that outscored everybody during the regular season. They averaged 120 points during the regular season, and this is the Milwaukee Bucks team that we're used to seeing. They, I mean, I didn't see as much pick and roll that um that Phoenix liked to use during the first two games. So I think that played a lot into it. Chris Paul was n- not as comfortable, and they, and that was p- partly due just the way they were playing him this go-round. Like he, Middleton he was, was all over him as soon as he was coming across half court. Yep. Oh, yeah. So that and that, and that and that seemed to work. Devin Booker, he cannot he cannot have another game like that. He cannot because that, that – You know, that, it, it tells me that he's not quite to the superstar status that we thought he was. Because could you imagine in a fourth quarter in the NBA Finals, Kobe Bryant sitting, right? Not not, not even taking even even if they're getting blown out, Kobe was going to be in there fighting, yeah. and so was, and Kobe's like a, a super high elevated superstar. But you know you know what I'm saying. None, none of these oh, other yeah. guys, right? Yeah. LeBron, LeBron wouldn't sit. You know, KD wouldn't sit. You know, and, and not that much. Maybe with like two minutes to go, but 
he sat out pretty much the whole fourth quarter. He was ice cold. He looked tired. Um, maybe, uh, you know, maybe Giannis having that, that injury that looked so gruesome may have worked to his advantage and give him a little bit of extra rest. Cause you know, he certainly played himself back into shape after a shaky first game, two 40 point games back to back. I mean, this dude is bringing it and he is not afraid to, uh, of the free throw line, even though that hasn't been his strength. I said that in the last couple of shows, but he shot 17 free throws the other night. Well, oh, wow. I think he made 13 of them, right? He had a good night in game three, but Giannis and guys, you notice where he's shooting. He ain't out camping out on the three point line. No. He's going to the rim, making it happen. He is going down low, playing the kind of basketball that I like where you are aggressive and go to the rim instead of just planting out on the three point line. So Milwaukee's still, you know, in the hole here, but you know, you know, like you said, somebody's gonna have to win on the other one. Well, actually, Phoenix doesn't have to win on the other on Milwaukee's floor. They can they can just you know, if they can put in cruise control and do what they did in game one and two, but, uh, and I expect Booker will be better, but Booker has actually not been as good ever since the broken nose thing. He's, he's cooled down other than a real hot second half in game two. He hasn't been, you know, he hasn't been the same guy that lit up Denver and lit up the Lakers. He's been a little bit more subdued. And and you probably can't blame him if that nose is bothering him. Maybe his breathing, he's having a hard time breathing, right? Who knows? I mean, but, for a young guy to look that tired and beaten down the other night, uh, wasn't good. But I, I definitely don't expect him to be that that poor again at all in this series, really. And I think what what's the next game for is Wednesday, right? Is Wednesday. Yes. They get mm-hmm. two, they get so two they days get next rest. day off. So that'll help them all get their legs back under them a little bit. So anyway, it's you know no no surprises yet. The home teams won every game. We'll see. But I, I, I'm telling you, if they if they roll through this. And Giannis keeps up this kind of pace. I mean, he's putting himself in rarefied errors, mm-hmm. 40-point games in the finals. If he carries that team to a win, he's in the conversation of best player in the league. Like, I mean, LeBron's out in the first round, and he's, like, the best player in the league. He goes and beats KD on his home floor, and he's the best player. I mean, Giannis, two-time MVP. If he's a finals MVP, hard to argue against him being known as the best player in the league right now. One thing I could tell you this much, the Phoenix Suns, are missing Dario Sarge. Yep, they're missing him big time because they the the Bucks outworked them in the paint. And there was a moment of time I don't know I don't know the final count, but there was a moment of time that the Bucks were outscoring the Suns game three 19 to nothing in second chance points, offensive rebounds. They were just that right there. That that's they won by 20 points, 19 second um second chance points. There you go. Like if um sons are able if sons are not able to bang, DeAndre Ayton was um um had early foul trouble. So yeah, that that right there, if, if you um that that's your game right there. I think yeah. both teams can score. But if you keep getting second chance after second chance after second chance and put back stuff like that, it's a whole different ball game. And that's where I think Milwaukee has the edge. So I think honestly, this is what I say. Milwaukee wins game four. They go to Phoenix. Milwaukee wins game five to take control of the series. Phoenix wins game six. Milwaukee wins game seven. My prediction will come true. Yes, sir. Scotty, how you feel about that? The, uh, it, well, if it comes true, then you'd be matching me because my prediction came absolutely true in the NHL finals. <laughs> I predicted I predicted lightning in five, and it was lightning in five. 
Yep. And speaking of the Stanley Cup finals, the Lightning strike twice. Yes, they strike twice for the second consecutive year. This time in front of fans is much more sweeter. They repeat as they win the Stanley Cup again for the second consecutive year in a row. Uh, they beat the Montreal Canadiens 4-1 uh, to win the series, and the game was 1-0, a real low-scoring affair. Um, Vasilevsky, yeah, Andre Vasilevsky, he was standing on his head. He won the Conn Spice Trophy, and, uh, yeah, their first team to go back-to-back since Scotty D's Pittsburgh Penguins in, what, 2016-2017 or 2015-2016? 15-16, I believe it was, okay, yeah. Okay, Um but yeah, uh, and Vasilevsky obviously was the difference maker and good for them. They won it. I mean, realistically, this has been the best team on ice for three years. Yep. You know, they had that bad first round a couple of years ago, but they've been the best team for three years and good for them because last year they won it in the pandemic season without their fans around. And this time they're one on their home ice and, and congratulations. Another trophy in Tampa. Yep. The city, the city of Tampa is winning right now between um, World Series, Super Bowl, back-to-back Stanley Cups, WWE during the pandemic. They, the city <laughs> yeah. of Tampa is thriving. They have yeah. not missed a step. and They have not. They have not. So congrats to them. Habs, young team, they'll be back. They'll be in the picture. They'll be in the picture. Yep, unless, the- unless, unless the Kraken seals away some of their players. The Kraken is coming. Yep, the cracking is coming. I'm excited to see a hockey team in Seattle. I don't know why, but I'm like, oh, well, I guess that's one step closer to getting the Sonics back, but only one can wish. Fellas, it's All-Star Week. Yes, it's All-Star Week, and uh, we got the Home Run Derby. And um, But before we get to that, man, we got Shohei Otani. Correction. Otani Shohei! He is on fire, all right? He is on fire. I personally believe it's him as the MVP and everybody else, but be live. Uh, the Atlanta Braves got dealt some bad news as Ronald Acuna Jr. tears his ACL in his right knee and will miss the rest of the season. How will that impact the Braves, be live? Well, it's one of those things where I still say this that the Braves they haven't fit their identity yet. Like they hit a lot, they hit a lot of home runs, but their their batting average is um, lower than most. Their pitching is uh, middle of the pack at best. It's yeah, they, this this was a this was a tough blow. One thing about Atlanta though is that they they have a great farm system. So I mean, they, they're they're already a very young team. It's a tough division. So I mean, so right now they're sitting um, a couple of games below five hundred. It's 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 gonna, it's gonna be tough. Like nobody's really pulling away. The Braves, I'm not the Braves, but the uh, Mets right now. They've got a little. They got a small lead against everybody else, but really, it, it's gonna be a. It's it's gonna be tough. Ron Cooney was in the MVP talks for the most um for the most part of the season. It's very hard to replace him, yeah. but it. So just just re- rest easy, rehab. I know you 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 have such a bright future ahead of you, Cooney. So I mean, it 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 is what it is. Injuries are so tough, but I have no doubt he'll bounce back come back next year stronger and better than ever. So, hey, yep, yes, sir. So, Scotty, Scotty, your Pittsburgh Pirates got the number one draft pick. Do you have any information on this kid? Well, they took uh, this catcher, Davis, who, I mean, 
his numbers are good, but it was, I guess there was no clear cut number one this year. There was talk that it was going to be lighter or the other pitcher, pitcher rocker from Vanderbilt. And then there was a kid named Meyer that was a shortstop that, that was, uh, his name was being thrown around. So I don't know. You know, it's the thing with, with these baseball drafts is you don't know how good they're going to be for another four or five years, four years, maybe three years, you know, either way, uh, it's not going to impact them. The pirates can be lousy the rest of this year, <laughs> probably next year. Um, to me, the pirates have the number one overall pick this past week is like the Yankees getting a bonus pick. It's like, all right, that, that guy's probably going to play for us someday if he's any good anyhow. So uh, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully these, these young players, the pirates have a really, um, it's kind of a deep system right now. They, they you know, and it's going to get deeper after they make some trades. So I'm, I'm hoping to see uh, the page turn here on the pirates in the next couple of years, but it ain't, it ain't this year. No, uh, it won't be it. So we all can agree that Shohei Atane is the man right now. Is his MVP he's the moves? most interesting. He's the most interesting thing of the all-star break because he's mm. batting first. He's in the home run derby. He's pitching. I mean, he's the most interesting guy going right now for a guy who doesn't speak English. Doing everything. Yeah. He is doing everything. All right. And, um, a fellow named Brian from Fayetteville asked me to talk about this topic. Um, Scotty D playing golf against a fella named Jerry Donnelly. Scotty, do you oh, have any man. information on this? Yeah. That, that old, the old guy still got enough left in the tank to beat this young whippersnapper. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I, I'm ready to, I'm ready to throw my, my golf clubs in the Atlantic here. I mean, I, 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 I'm so frustrated. I'm in Myrtle Beach right now. I just I just drove to Myrtle Beach before this podcast, and I'm going to get a lesson because I want to play golf. I love golf. I want to play the rest of my life. I want to retire here and play golf, but I can't hit low liners down the third base line and be happy with that mess because that's all I'm hitting right now. My game has deteriorated from a nice high draw to a low line shot. I mean, it'd be great if I was a baseball player. You don't want to be hitting the high, the high pop-ups. It, it, I, it's, it's so frustrating right now. I just want to bang my head against the wall. Golf is such a hard game. So hard. And, unless you're like Tony Romo. Tony Romo beat Annika Sorenstam this past weekend, I think, didn't he? Then they had yeah. like a, 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 yeah, him and Smoltzy had a good game. Yeah. And did you guys, did you guys watch the uh, Aaron Rodgers, Brady, the Shambo spectacle the other night? I caught bits and pieces of it, man. A lot of trash talk. I was there for the trash talk. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was there for the trash talk, and it was hilarious. It was. Did you see- <laughs> to me, to me, Charles Barkley was a star of that one too. He just yep. he he was doing the coverage of it, but interesting nonetheless. But yeah, what a hard game. Of course, Tom Brady's good at that too. But what a hard game. Yeah, he's good at everything. <laughs> and guess what? You know what else we're good at? <laughs> what are we good at? We are good at introducing our favorite portion of the show, the choices of the voices. And with that being said, hey, yo, Button, hit it. Pow! In the face, just like that. And now, our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful and ever so lovely Miss Button for introducing our favorite portion of the show, the choices of the voices. You heard the woman, 116 plus episodes. She ain't got no right or reason to lie. None whatsoever. What we do here, we ask our listeners the questions. They give us the answers. We talk about it. We share our answers. They might be the same. They might be different. Nine times out of 10, if you do something crazy, um, we just might pick at you. Um, Just like uh, we always wait for the foolishness that is Trey Dizzle, all right? And with that being said, Scotty D, what's the question for this week's Choices of the Voices? 
Well, because the games are beginning in Tokyo on July 23rd, I asked what Olympic event, summer Olympic sport, are you uh, looking forward to watching? What's one of your favorites to watch? Um, I, I didn't want to, I didn't say this last week, but I did preface this on Facebook as to not use basketball because we're all basketball fans and um, I, I wanted to be more like into the games kind of thing. So we did, uh, evidently people were into the Olympics. We had a lot of answers. Somebody told me the other day, nobody cares about the Olympics. Nobody's watching anymore. I said, well, I'm going to be watching. I know a lot of people who that said, are in, in a, Who said that? Uh, some guy the other day was running his mouth. Ah, nobody cares about the Olympics. It's like, well, maybe you don't, but I'm going to watch. You know, the Olympics are always fun. I, I actually, I've gone back and forth. I actually think I'm a bigger fan of the Winter Olympics because mm. I like like the skiing and the bobsledding and, you know, all those downhill events, ski jumping and all that stuff. But is, does the summer one always have some different things to watch too? So, Eddie, cool. What what are our view or our, our listeners and uh, YouTube viewers? What are they looking forward to watching here at the Olympics? Hey man, you tell that guy he can go 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 somewhere <laughs> because people <laughs> people watch the Olympics. They talk about the Olympics, and according to these here uh, listeners and viewers, they view it as well. Yeah. Too. You know what? He probably mad because it's every four years that he forgets stuff. But I digress. <laughs> All right, so here we go. We got Rodney. Hot Rod, Rodney Bellamy. He says the two-on-two beach volleyball, always a fun watch. (laughs) Hard to argue Uh, that one. Hard to argue that one. Good answer. Yeah, good Good answer. answer. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Family feud. Good answer. Good answer, Julian. Yeah, good answer. Good answer. Survey says. (laughs) Beach volleyball. Oh, man. Good old Steve Harvey. Here we go. All right. We got David Romito. He says dodgeball should be in there. Maybe underwater <laughs> basket weaving as well, but I'll go with sprinters. Scotty D. Yeah, he wants to go to sprinters. Hey, I'd watch dodgeball. That would be a cool Olympic event. Nice. You know what I You know what I think so, someday is going to be an Olympic event is this uh, ninja stuff, like the American Ninja Warriors stuff. That I think, because if I'm not mistaken, at some point they're going to incorporate breakdancing in one of the next couple Olympi- Olympics. I don't know if it's winter or summer, but I read that somewhere that breakdancing is going to be in. That's not even popular anymore. Right? That's, a dumb, that's a dumb one. But, the, you know, the setting these obstacle course stuff like this American Ninja Warrior stuff, that's an international sport. So yeah. That could be one. But I would watch dodgeball. I'd watch a dodgeball Olympic event. I would watch dodgeball, too. Would you watch yes. Would you watch be live? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Global gym against uh, average Joe's. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> For all the gold, sucker. <laughs> all right, move right along. We got the Hall of Fame of Uncle Max. He says boxing. Uh, he says he remembers seeing Sugar Ray Leonard win gold in the Summer Olympics of 1976. Go ahead. Go ahead, B-Live. No, Doors no, open. no, no, no. He just no, pulled no. the door open for no, you. No, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not Se- doing that. I'm, 76 I'm wasn't that long ago. Leave That's the that. door open. <laughs> I am reformed. That is a good answer. Here's the thing. We need some type of resurgence when it comes to boxing. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, do we so it's like. So uh, Olymp- Olympic boxing was a big draw, and I, I have to emphasize it was. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, we need some type of resurgence for the sport. Well, it used to and, launch the stars. Yep. Right. I mean, that used to be where you'd find out. I mean, that first time I ever laid my eyes on Oscar De La Hoya or Roy Jones Jr., that was the Olympics, Riddick Bow. I mean, it doesn't seem to do that, have, have that same effect anymore. But you're right. That'd be great if we could watch some boxing in these Olympics and and it generates some interest. Like some of these guys graduate into the professional field and, you know, right. 
Because yeah, so the, that, biggest, the biggest box match we're looking forward to just got postponed because of COVID. Yeah. And so, and it's, it's just one of those things because just because of the way boxing is now, because of the, like, everybody wants to be that money generated. They want to um, um, pick their own fights. And and I, I want to say it's not, it, it's, it, yeah, it is um, Mayweather's fault, but it, you, you don't see that amateurism in boxing anymore because of that reason. They were, they, they're, lo- they're looking for the big money ticket. And like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah. Olympus used to be just like you said, Scotty D. That's where you saw the raw, pure talent. Yep. And then w- winning gold for your country. And then next thing you know, then the money will come. You build maybe, the, they will maybe come. the Paul brothers will be in the next Olympic box. Maybe oh, this- Jesus <laughs> Lord. My, oh. <laughs> Oh, Eddie Cool, Amtrak. I I just got a headache so bad. Please, Amtrak, this so bad. Oh, boy. If these guys make the Olympics, Cleveland will never be the same. I can see it Uh, now. If if they do, I'm interviewing everybody within a 30-mile radius, all right? They're not not going to the Olympics without tickets, I'm telling you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to have tickets to participate here, pal. All right, we got Mike Davis. He said skateboarding this year, skateboarding as an Olympic sport. Summer is it, that's is that a new one? Is that this the first time that's going to be a thing? Mm, an Olympic I event? Be, I believe so. I believe. Um, I think so too. Mm. I, I can't swear to it. I don't remember. And I usually follow the Olympics. I, I don't remember the the skateboarding being part of that before. But that's. I, I would watch. I mean, I, I would watch that one. I'd, I'm yep. kind of like it, to see that. Skateboarding will make its Olympic debut. This is this is the That's first awesome. ever. Yep. Wow. So, yeah, I would watch. I, I'll watch that. I hope to see some some cool stuff. I, and I've never been a skateboarder. I remember when I was a kid trying to get get on the skateboard, and it didn't move. <laughs> when I tried to move it, I fell off of it. So that was <laughs> that was my skateboarding career right there. But I. I, I find those guys fascinating and amazing to, to see a, these guys, the best in the world, do this. I, I, I mean, I, I'll watch that. That's a that's a great call. And yeah, and and thanks to the X Games, because I believe that really that sure. X Games really took off and that made it more yeah. made it more of a global event. And so Absolutely. now 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 it's on the Olympic platform. So that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. I'm I'm, a, I'm definitely check that out. Definitely. Yeah. Is Tony Hawk gonna be there? I just saw an I just saw an advertisement where Tony Hawk is releasing a new game. Oh, uh, an, another pro skater. So it looks like it's um um outfitted for um PS5, PS4, Xbox, and PC. You would think I'm advertising this. Give me my money, son. I can do this. <laughs> yeah, somebody gotta give us a check. We got some good content, but that's neither here nor there. It's later down the road. All right, we got a friend to the show, Jr. He said, uh track and field uh and gymnastics oh yeah you know, or, or, ordinarily i don't care about gymnastics but i watch them in the olympics well what okay quick question when else would you be able to watch gymnastics well i mean they're televised sometimes there's like championships <laughs> and stuff that are on every once in a while you, I, you can I, see you know, it on espn U from time to yeah, time they yeah just, stuff yeah. like that but you know I, and like I wouldn't watch the Olympic trials of it, but once the Olympics roll on, I, I, yeah, I'll watch, I'll watch a little bit of that. Yeah. That's not my answer, but I mean, I would, you know, if they're on and I put the TV on, that's what's on. I'll watch that. 
but yeah, track and field it is definitely like you 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 like you literally be watching where it says it has the world record and Olympic record at the bottom and just be hoping that somebody beats it. Yes. Of course, I, is there ever going to be another Usain Bolt? Who 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 knows? Because it, it, that dude's ridiculously fast. Yeah, that, they didn't even make any sense how fast that dude was. Yeah, like he'd have. I wa- I watched um his um performance. So I think it was I think it was 2016. No, it could have been. I think it was before then. It, I, it was it was. He literally, you watched Usain Bolt. He had a slow start, like he was slow off the gun, then picked up speed, was ahead of everybody, and literally let up at the end and still won. Like you saw that, and that shows you how ridiculously fast it was. Yeah, and, and that excites me every single time is to watch track and field, like even the even the steeplechase where they're jumping over the oh, over <laughs> the thing and jumping into the water. You yeah. when did you ever watch that? But you you'll watch it yeah. in Olympics because yeah, it's a, it's a competition. So great answer, great answer, Star Walker. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're jumping over people and jumping in ditches and. Moving each other out the way is getting testy out here. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. All right, we got Veronica Bruno. What's going on, Vibo? She yeah. says, um, softball is where it's at. Um, she has a daughter who is a phenomenal oh yeah softball player, real deal, phenomenal. Veronica, we trying to see her in college, man. We trying to see her on that next level, man. We turn on ESPNU, but hey, we know who that is. Yeah, representation. We want to know exactly who. That is all right. Um, ill will Barry, he says, None of them. <laughs> Was that who you were talking to, Scott, when they say you don't watch the Olympics? No, yeah. but I'm gonna introduce him. I'll say, Here, well, I'll introduce you. You can talk to this character while ever the rest of us are watching the Olympics. Bah humbug, Will. That makes no sense to me. Like, I it just so you're, you're, you're really just stuck on football. And you, American football, because every other major sport is in the Olympics. So you literally, hey, there's got to be a, there's got to be a way to play uh, some Olympic game on DraftKings. He'll be watching. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> he's a he's a DraftKings kind of guy. And I bet, I bet, I bet what literally bet money that DraftKings has has coverage of the Olympics. Oh, they'll have something better. to do. Yeah, for sure. Oh, some way, right. somehow, they're gonna figure out how to get that Olympic dollar. All right. Amanda Dawson, she says, gymnastics is my favorite. Yes, um, All right. I, I remember uh, Amanda. She could turn a pretty mean backflip. Huh? She was a nice gymnast coming up back in the day. Yep, and, and, she, uh, can, and she can also throw a pretty mean ketchup bottle, too. Ketchup bottle. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. As soon as I saw this, I was like, we're we going to get a ketchup bottle reference. I knew that. Ah, hilarious. Just, 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 for the, just for the listeners, long story short, She's also a diehard Gamecock fan, as well as um, the HOC, the head. But um, I just happened to be, um, I was in town and everything. I think I was still living there at the time. But um, the Gamecocks were playing um, Tennessee, the, um, the Volunteers. And um, I don't like the Gamecocks. So when the game started I'm, and the Tennessee scored, I was like, in the middle of Buffalo Wild Wings, Good old Rocket Top, Rocket Top Tennessee. Fling! <laughs> she threw a ketchup bottle at me in public. <laughs> I was like, yo! You deserved, I was like, you deserved it. 
I guess I did. <laughs> you can take that mess up there, the, the, the Knoxville Nat, whatever the hell it is. You can, you can take it on up there. <laughs> yeah, get up out of here, right? All right, so here we go. We have, uh, let's see, who we got next? Oh, we got another one of Bruno's sisters, uh, Morgan. Morgan Bruno, she says, gymnastics, exclamation okay. point. Yep, yep, She's yep. got some daughters that are into gymnastics, too, that are excellent. So that, yep, yep, that's yep. a good call. Hey, them, them, Bruno, hey, them Bruno kids, man, they got some athletic children, man. Some, they got some, some talent. Some, yeah. some some talent churn, as we say down south. Them churn got skills. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, so shout out to the Bruno sisters, man. We've been knowing them for how long? Since forever? Uh, ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for yeah. a very, very long time. Love the family and everything. And much support to their um to their kids. And we want to for them to have bright futures. We want to cover them here at the Sports Bros Podcast by yes, the sir. fan, for the fan. That, that's my line. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> that is your line. Yes, sir. All right. We got Andrea. I practice your last name, so I'm going to try my best to Sorry, my bad. and stick a knife to it. All right. And Alexandria be a loose owl. Did I get it right? That's close. All right. We're just going to call her Alex B. All right. Alex I, B. I always call I always call her Alex from Poland. All right. Alex B. She, okay. she is actually from Poland. Yeah. All right, all right. So Alex B, she said gymnastics and swimming. Michael Phelps, yes. Swim. Well, gymnastics is taking the lead here, huh? Yeah, taking a big old league. Big old I, league. I want to. I want to say. I want to say this real quick. I am very, very thankful for the female participation in yes. the choice of the voice. Yes. See, see, they're going to be watching the Olympics. It appeals yeah. to the females. <laughs> hey, yeah. I very much appreciate that. And so, yeah, I, I see that. Um, <laughs> I had another joke, but I'm not going to do that because that's just wrong. And so, <laughs> love you, Jr. All right, cool. That <laughs> <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. All right, so here we go. We got Craig Burns. He said all of them. So we went from none of them to all of them. All right. right. So we're going to have a nice little debate between Ill Wilberry versus Craig Burns, and who's going to come out on top? I'm I'm going with Craig because um, Ill Will, you, you silly. It's, it's, it's the Olympics. Come we on, come we on. love you. Come we on, bro. You, <laughs> but come on, come on, bro. Come on, son. <laughs> come on, son. All right, move right along. We got the big boss man, uh, Bruce Diamond, and he said curling. Where is he going, fellas? <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> the only box to the center. <laughs> let, uh, let me just let me just tell you, he. Uh, this was a uh, a direct dig at me. This is a personal one because. He used to put curling on even when it wasn't Olympic time. We worked together at Overtime Sports Cafe, and I used to just dread seeing him put curling on over and over again. So that that was that was definitely that was one of me. It, it wasn't so much him not following directions, a la terrible Pete Delansky. It was just Bruce kind of trying to be funny at my expense. Oh, inside <laughs> joke. So 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 are you are you saving him from the penalty box? Nah, if you want to throw him in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I I, I seen that I seen that, and then I put a post a picture of the um the the beauty and the elegance of curling. I don't mind it at all, but yeah, that's definitely <laughs> that's th this is definitely not their time of the year. So we're gonna um move on. Yep, move and right along. Yep, I'm that'll sorry. be that'll be next year. Yep, next year. Yep, move right along. We got Steve Wallace. What's going on, Steve? He says skateboarding. Is my summer sport skateboarding? Sport. All right, skateboarding's here. Oh yeah, we will see you for the first time in the summer Olympics. Gotta love it. Yes, you, you know what I think about when people talk about skateboarding? 
I think about uh, the video game Paperboy and the dude on the skateboard. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> nah. I've laid him out so many times. Get out of the way. Move. I got <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm just <laughs> the hell out of the way. What are you doing here? All right, man. We got um, Erica Long. She says gymnastics. Yes. The flip flop and fly of gymnastics. So that's like what? 13 for gymnastics already? Yeah, we've had quite a few gymnastics, and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Simone Biles, let's get it. Let's yep. go. All I want her all to win. She win them all. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna say this real quick. I'm actually very curious to see how they score her because it's been a controversy with how they score her because they're saying that because her her talent level is like leaps and bounds above the next competitor. That they like it's almost on a curve on how they on how they grade her. They'll be more critical judging her against herself, almost to say, huh? Yeah, right. So, oh man. So yeah, this this one of those things because she can do what nobody else can do. Like they don't want to give her bonus points because of that. I'm like, how do you not do that? Like, she, so it's one of those things because she can do something that nobody else can do. You're gonna penalize her by, like, okay degree of difficulty da, 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 is still the same as somebody that can't even do that trick. What do you mean? No, that's that's not how any of this should work. But we shall see. Simone Biles win it all. Bring, bring some of that gold to the U.S. of A. All right. We want the gold, sucker. All right, moving right along. We got Nikki Rock. That is a dope name. Nikki Rock, all right? I don't watch. Sometimes I'll stop on gymnastics. All right, so her and Will Berry, Ill Will will get along a little bit. <laughs> All right, at least, at least she gave an answer. At least she gave. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, here go. <laughs> all right, here we go. We got Joy Buggins, Joe Gaffkin. He said, I like table tennis. I feel like I got ping pong skills until I watch these guys. Hashtag another level. Dude, Bruh. these guys are crazy. Like, like Forrest Gump out there just waving paddles <laughs> around. It's a, it is really insane to watch those guys' reflexes. That is something to watch. Yeah, they'll be they'll be standing 10, 12 feet away from the yeah. table and freaking launching the ball from because yeah. the other guy's right next to the table. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the man. second time you've gone to that side effect on this show. Yes, I yes, I have. I, 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 I got it. I got I got a side egg. The green haired zombie and yeah. That, no, that, that that the green haired zombie. Um, in boxing, that's that is ping. That's with a B. That's with a B. In ping pong, the table tennis is with a P. Ping. Ah, I stand corrected. There's a difference. There's a, there's a slight difference. Very slight similar. Difference. Very similar. Very. <laughs> Bings and pings, ladies and gentlemen. Bings yeah, and very. pings on the next episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. All right, B Live. What's your favorite summer Olympic sport? What you got? Oh man. It's one of those things. It's so tough to do this after reading such great answers and everything like that. I've I've already formulated my my opinion until I I'm like, I you know what I forgot about that. So like, but you know what? I'm actually going to give a um um little golf clap to um Joy Buckets because table tennis is up there for me. But one answer, this is going to be surprising to a lot of people because I definitely can't do it. And that's probably why I have such admiration for it. I like watching water polo. 
I like Yeah, that is a waterfall. Yes. Because you're not touching the bottom. <laughs> no, and not even they're, they're, they're treading water. The around. Yeah. They're treading yeah. water and swimming the entire time. And I don't care what anybody says, treading water was never a strong point for me. Yes, I did go to the Naval Academy. <laughs> yes, I had to learn how to tread water, but it was never strong. For somebody to tread water the entire time and just, oh my God, like the, the, whoever the goalie is, like the, the, their, their best recourse is to hold on to the net when they're not, um, but like just swimming up and out. And yeah, it's, and then to um, propel yourself out of the water for some of these shots is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I only watch water polo during the Olympics, and that's why that is my ultimate answer. Water polo, I love to watch it. I absolutely. Um, close second, handball. Hmm. Handball is something serious. Yeah, again, these are Olympic sports I would never watch at any other point of time, but I'm, I, I enjoy handball. I play, I played a little bit of handball, and just it, it, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. This and I, I do enjoy watching it. So, but yeah, water polo is my answer. Oh, um, good one. Good answer. Right. What you guys got, D? Uh, you know, I, I think track and field's probably the one with mine too. I like watching the races because the, the variety of them, the hurdles, the you know, the the four hundred, the one hundred, the, the sprints, and all that. Yeah, I, I will say I I enjoyed watching the swimming races the last several years with Michael Phelps involved, you know, cause that was, he was such a unique athlete. Uh, you know, baseball is, is one of my favorite sports to watch, but when it comes to the Olympics, I don't think I'm going to get invested to sit and watch a baseball game for three hours, you know, Olympic time. Um, but, but, you know, as they bounce around to different coverage of different things, you know, I, 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 I will definitely watch the swimming relays and that, st- that stuff again, but, you know, you watch the different heats of the track and field. And when it gets down to, like, the finals, like, this is going to be the final one. This is going to be the run for the gold. Man, that's pretty exciting. I like that stuff. Whether it's the 400, whether it's the 200, whether it's, you know, I, I like all this, all the different track and field events. But, guys, did you see the basketball team lost to Nigeria? To Nigeria. That's a team that they beat by 80 points a few years ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. 80. 80 points. Now, granted, this team is – comprised of some nba players but still our guys better get it together if they you know quick <laughs> yeah quick um one, one <laughs> thing that um the one thing that it is noted that also with the um extended nba season that this was actually their first ever game like That's playing together right. they only practiced so. for like four days together or something like that so but it just goes to show that they're not going to be able to show up and win gold like they did in Barcelona right. back back in the day. You know, the 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 world is catching up to to the United States, and yep. the world's here. I mean, they're they're playing in the NBA, so right, right, so very the, much, so. the, very the, true. The, you know, the gap is 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 not the same as it used to be, but but still, we should win that. You would think, even with our tokenism going on in that uh, anyway anyway good <laughs> that, was a, that was a flashback to another episode uh later. another episode all again. Another, all again. <laughs> yeah, check, check the sports bros archive uh i would have to say um track and field track and field is interesting just to see how fast everybody is going from the relay races to the hurdles i forgot the 200 to 400 whatever it is i just like seeing people run really fast and try to shatter world records because I can't run fast. About 20 years ago, you know, I could <laughs> now, 
Not as much. Not as much because some of those athletes, they make it look very effortlessly. All right. Not not to mention the throwing and the jump, like the long jump and the yeah, triple jump, jump and all that stuff. You triple know, jump and everything. There's a lot to watch. Did y'all did y'all like my um um long jump effort when I was on the beach? Um did <laughs> so I, did that I, was? was that a, <laughs> was, was 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 that a long jump or a long dive? It was more like the Fosbury flop. I'm pretty sure I bounced. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I think I bounced. I think I was a boom boom. But yeah, um we we do not our, our, our athletic skills have eluded us over the um over the course of some years. Shout out to um Scotty D still on the golf course. I gotta do some. But, oh, there's there's Olympic golf too, right? This year? Yes. I don't know if it's this year, but there's Olympic golf as well, too. Yes. I, I think I think they play that in the in the summer Olympics, not the winter Olympics. So yep, it should be golf. Yeah. Yep. We'll I think Justin Rose won the gold medal last time they had it five years ago. So yeah. Anyway, anyway, yep. I digress. But I digress. All right. And uh, my other favorite one is Olympic wrestling. Okay. Oh man! Didn't even think about wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Olympic wrestling—the uh, sport that gave us Kurt Angle, who did it back in '96 with what? A, a broken, broken freaking, freaking neck. neck. <laughs> I love the way we both neck. said that. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. broke. You got. You got to include a broken freaking, freaking neck. You, you neck. freaking. You got. You got to put that in there. It's got to be in there. Got to yeah, do it. Got to do yeah, it. Yeah, which gave us such memories as you know, Rulon Gardner, Kurt Angle. Bruce Baumgartner yeah. and um a, a plenty more, man. It's just a, it's just, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Seeing them, you know, wrestle those guys from Russia and guys from other parts of the world, man. It's just um yeah the um yeah like I said, man. I'm getting hyped for the Olympics now, man. I'm getting hyped for uh, talking to this this conversation. So bring it on. When's that again? The 23rd. It's coming up here in a couple weeks. Yep, coming up. I think also what what's coming up to NFL training camp as well too. Should be right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers show up. That's either here nor there. All right, shout to Rodney. Hard, hard knocks. Hard, hard knocks. knocks. Oh, oh Scott D. Your Cowboys going to be on hard knocks. And uh, I think we'll do a weekly review of every hard knocks episode. All right. I like it. I like right. it. I, nobody cares. Oh, boy. America does. Anyway, go ahead. No, they, no, they don't. Anyway, anyway, go ahead. America, America cares. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cool. All right. So here we go. Shout out to Rodney, Dave, <laughs> Uncle Max, Mike. Uh, Jr. Veronica, Will, Amanda, Morgan, Alex B, Craig Burns, Big Boss Man, Bruce Diamond, Steve Wallace, Erica, Nikki Rock, and Joy Buckets for their contribution and participation in this week's Choices of the Voices. Um, hold on, thank, hold, thank hold, you. Hold, hold, hold that thought. What? I, I I left the door open last week when we were talking about the Choices of the Voices, and I said a certain somebody I was looking forward to see how they spun. This oh. answer, and he did not show up. Trey Dizzle, I am shocked, ashamed. Just where, where you at? You know, know where you at? You know, know where you at right now? You're in the penalty box. No, I know where he is, though. I know where he is. He's celebrating his, what, 10-year? 10-year anniversary. Wedding yeah. anniversary. Yeah, so he's um, he's celebrating. He's being I, Trey I, Dizzle. He got married on the hottest day known to mankind. I was there. <laughs> It was, it was the hottest, day in, oh. hottest day in history. You know yeah. what? I I did I did see I did see that post from um from the wifey, and I had to keep scrolling because I'm an internet troll, 
and I literally was it was her post, it wasn't his post, so I know I'd have been all kinds of inappropriate if I'd have mentioned some dumbness about <laughs> Dak Prescott. I'd have just been wrong. So I, I showed restraint, must resist. Uncle Max, I, 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 you know, I, I showed restraint. I didn't say anything, but the worst part about it is that I thought it. I thought it when you when you mentioned about the pen and paper. I thought it, and I apologize. <laughs> I, 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 I apologize. I was scrolling, and I was like, "Oh no! Why is my brain operating like this?" Scrolling and trolling. Featuring the Almighty be like scrolling and trolling, scrolling and trolling. I was like, I, oh. I, I saw the anniversary picture. I said, I hope Be Live don't go over there and do nothing dumb. And I would and put a picture of Dak Prescott like in the I, clouds looking over them. I was like, oh, please don't. Ah, uh, you. My, my brain was there. I just I just scrolled by. If 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 Trey would have posted it, it he was gonna get it. But it was it was wifey. So I was like, no, the, we. She don't even know me from High Cat Adam or whatever. So, all right, all right. Let's 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 wrap this up, huh, <laughs> Mister Internet Troll? Let's wrap this up and move on. On the next episode of the Sports Bros Podcast, scrolling and trolling with y'all, mighty be live. All right, Scotty <laughs> D, what's on tap for next week's choices of the voices? This is great. all right. Since we're since we are hyped for the Olympics, I'm going to ask you to tell us about one of your favorite, most memorable Olympic moments. Again, we're going to stick to Summer Olympics. Favorite. Favorite moments from Summer Olympics in the past. And that will give us something to talk about next week, Kitty Cool. Boom, 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 boom. I ain't got no torch. Where's my lighter? Well, anyways, check us out. More Olympic talk on next week's Choices of the Voices. Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. Well, you heard a woman. It's time for us to go home and get the hell up out of here, all right? With that being said, uh, before we get out of here and hate watch Monday Night Raw or, like Scotty D is motioning, we're probably going to watch the home run derby because that might be more entertaining. But either way, this is another edition of Pepper. You know how we do it. Three topics, rapid fire style, kind of, sort of, not really. We're here to enlighten, engage, and entertain. Yes, I finally got it right. I got it written down on a piece of paper. Sometimes I practice my lines, but that's neither here nor there. You know how we do it. Three times rapid fire style. And I'll go first, all right? On this day in history, 1934, Babe Ruth hits his 700th career home run versus the Detroit Tigers. The Babe, putting them out of the park, number 700. Over to you, Scotty D. Yeah. All right, a couple weeks ago, I was talking about Novak Djokovic and the opportunity to tie by winning Wimbledon tie for the uh, Grand Slam record, and he did it this past weekend. He now has 20 Grand Slams, I believe. Um, Didn't get a whole lot of um, attention and press, and you know why that is, guys? Why is that? Because it's tennis. Be live, (laughs) how are you? Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just speaking I'm just speaking yeah. truth. No, oh boy, you you something else. You something else, but you gave it the attention. And I was actually thinking about um, uh, yeah. ma- making that one of my pepper points, but I figured you would steal it. So there you go. Hey, I, and and I, and I noticed that you didn't use soccer as one of your uh, Olympic must must watches. So very surprised well, at you. Very surprised. Cuz see, here's the thing. I think Olympic soccer is is not I don't 
give me FIFA World Cup over Olympic soccer any day. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, that's what's up. Shut up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For for a second, I thought he was agreeing with me, and then I was like, oh, this freaking troll. Anyway. I'm gonna go ahead and get this out. Of, I'm gonna go ahead and get this out of the way because I wanna. I wanna end on a good note. I wanna end on a good note. So I'm gonna get this mess out of the way. We spoke about it earlier when it comes to um, Ronald Acuna Jr. and his season-ending injury. But I'm gonna tell you one thing, and this is gonna be extra hot pepper. The Miami Marlins Ooh. social media organization is trash. They're mm. absolutely freaking trash. So at the time where Ronald Acuna got hurt and couldn't retrieve the ball and everything, ended up having to get carted off, the Miami Marlins decided they wanted to tweet, would you like to take another look at um, Jazz, want to see Jazz hit an inside-the-park home run? He got an inside-the-park home run because the um, fielder, um, Ronald King, got hurt and was carted off. Not a good idea. You don't need to tweet everything immediately. You actually had a chance to look at it, and you saw the play. You saw where Acuna was laid out on the ground and you still reposted that? And then five minutes later, you tweeted it because, oh, maybe not a good idea? Yeah, trash. Oh, yeah, by the way, this is the um, same Miami Marlins organization that made a light joke about Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, after he had passed away, when they made a mention to the Tampa Bay Rays about, it, didn't your mascot kill Steve Irwin? And this was literally right after he had passed away. They're, Saucy. They're just, so I'm, I'm, I don't know if they're the same social media team, but man, yeah, trash. Absolutely trash. And I'm not letting off, they're not off the hook until I hear a public apology. It's out there. I've seen stories because <laughs> they try to delete the tweet. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to hear all that. I need to see it. No, I need to see it. That's tra- they're trash. Eddie Cool, the ball. Yeah, hey, I, I don't know how in the blue hell I'm gonna follow it up, but uh, yeah, um, in the words of the money man Scotty D, do better, just, just do better, just, just, just you gotta be better. Right. You, what, what can you expect from an organization that barely wins anything? All right, this, 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 that's bush league behavior. Like, my five year old nephew's got more class than that. Yeah, I said it, me in, in, in your face. All right, I'm looking at you, say something more like, all right. Second paper point goes out to Ravens offensive lineman Kevin Zeitler. Can you can you you want to you want to know why somebody asked me why is this paper point going out? Tell me why. I'm I'm very curious. All right, you're very curious, and I'm going to tell you why. Why? Because he made the news because his wife was in the hospital giving um in labor as she was about to give birth to a baby. And um, I guess he was a nervous papa, kind of had the jitters or whatever. And the video I saw, everything looked real calm. But then she pans the camera over. You see a big old 300-pound lineman getting his O-line drills in. He'd be working on his footwork, going to the left, going to the right, shifting and positioning everything. So, um, yeah, I, I guess that's what you do when you're an expecting father and a starting offensive lineman in the NFL, one of the best ones there is. Um, and former Giants teammate Steve Slayton said, if you know Zyke, this is the most Zite thing ever. So, yeah, he seems to be a class act in a good <laughs> way. But uh, with that being said, his wife, Sarah, gave birth to little Parker Lou. Yes, little Parker Lou. She entered the world at 10 pounds and 22.5 inches long, and she's healthy. The family is healthy and happy. Shout out to the Zeitlers. Good stuff. Very good. good stuff. Yes. Nice, All right. nice. Yes. Over to you, Scotty D. 
All right. Um, in, in the world of baseball, I mean, I know we got the big all-star game coming up this week, but a very, very interesting thing happened this past past week when Daniel Camarena hit a grand slam. Daniel Camarena, the reason it caught my attention is because he's a relief pitcher. Oh, my first thought is not that it's so, uh, I mean, it is very rare, but not, not was, wow, that's awesome. He hit him. I was wondering why was he in the game? Why is a relief pitcher getting in an, at bat in the first place? So upon further review, he came into the game. He, he's, he's, uh, he played for the Padres. They were losing six, nothing to the nationals. He then gives up two more runs. So they're down eight, nothing. So I guess they figured we're just going to leave him in there. Two batters got on against, or three batters got on against Max Scherzer. This oh. is Daniel Camarena's first ever hit as a major leaguer, and it's a grand slam off of Max Scherzer, who's probably been the best pitcher of the last decade or so. It was the first grand slam hit by a relief pitcher since 1985 when Donnie Robinson did it for your Pittsburgh Pirates. And that's why I wanted to tell that story, just to get back to the Pittsburgh Pirates doing something good. And it was 1985. Be live. Take it away. Over to you. <laughs> it, yeah, I knew it, it always comes full circle. Always comes full circle. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a historic reference right there. All right. It really is. <laughs> but no, that's wow. A relief pitcher. A relief pitcher hitting one in off the, the grand, for, for, first, first hit ever? First hit in, ever. In, in a major, grand slam. Yeah. Off of hey. Wow. Yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. All right. I told you I wanted to end on a good note. So I got a second one that's got me a little hot, heavy, a little extra pepper real quick. So we just had the Euro tournament, um, European so um, soccer football tournament, European football tournament um, that concluded it was supposed to be in 2020. But of course, COVID and all that thing where you had um, Italy versus England. Um, and it ended up going into um, penalty kicks where um, <laughs> Illy ended up winning. He over here laughing. Let me tell a story. Penalty kicks. Good. But yeah. So, but the big story about the penalty kicks is that um, England missed three penalty kicks. Three of them. They missed three of them. Illy ended up um, winning it all. But, but what made it significant was the three players that missed penalty kicks. Two of the players were late. Um, Substitution, if you don't know much about soccer or football, if you make substitutions late in the game, those are players that have to um, make those um, make those kicks, especially like if you, you take out one of your major scores or everything. They're not, if they're not in the game, they're not allowed to take the, um, the penalty kicks. But the, um, the one big story is um, by the name of uh, Marcus Rashford. He's a well-known player, um, plays professionally for Manchester United, and plays for the England national team, and he was one of the three players that missed um, one of the, um, one of the penalty kicks. Um, another part of that story is that England has been in um, a drought of sorts. Um, their um, national team they haven't won a major um, championship um, since uh, 1955. Mm. It's been it's been a very long time, and so England fans they've been really really impatient. And they now are, they are now um, going to vandalism where Rashford has been, <laughs> well, he's, he, he's been well known in the community on one of the things to say he's been trying to provide free food for um, um, kids that are in school. So before Scotty D laughs about this, because he's just inappropriate. 
So it, he's well known in the community and in in the country, and he's done great for uh, England national team and for Manchester United. And it was just it was just real classless. And also a feature of this is that Rashford is a person of color, and he's he's been he's been the He's been attacked verbally, especially on social media, and now vandalism. It's a sport. We should not resort to this. I understand that Scotty D does not like soccer, so that's why he laughs. But at the end of the day, no. It's, I it's, love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, shut up. But anyway, it, it's – um, <laughs> man, I just – but Marcus Rashford has reached out. He's gotten overwhelming amounts of um, support, especially from the mayor of Manchester. And just and he's he he wanted to reach out to um his fans and um people abroad and everything like that, basically saying that he's overwhelmed by the amount of positive support that he has received over this. Um congrats congratulations to Italy um winning the um winning the Euro tournament because they also fell short. They fell short of the Olympics. The Italian team that is well known in the in the Olympics, they fell short um qualifying back in 2017. So for them to win the Euro this year, it's a pretty big story for the Italians. Sorry for um, England. Um, you lost back in 1776, and you lost this year. I do apologize. All right, America, Eddie Cool, the ball. Wow, nice party that, shot. That should, just, that should just about cover our soccer topic for the rest of the year, I think. We should be good from here on in. Wow. Nope, nope, nope. There's, there's going to be more, and that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I want to be internationally known. I just don't want to be. I just don't want to rock the microphone. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. That, that's the that's the lyric. Uh, no. <laughs> I want I want the sports bros to go abroad. And with your way of thinking, we'll never make it there, sir. We'll, maybe, we'll be, maybe 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 through golf. Maybe I've through got golf. other I've got other plans for us. You stay tuned. We'll be oh, we'll, we'll be covering Pinochle next year. No, I'm joking. So much. Wow. I'm, I'm lying. I'm I'm joking. Anyways, um, third and final pepper part. All right. Um, there's a budding rivalry in the AFC West between Patrick Mahomes, the five hundred million dollar man, and the rookie upstart going into the second uh, season as the Chargers quarterback. Josh, I'm sorry, Justin Herbert. I don't know why you call him Josh. He looks like a Josh. But anyways, Justin Herbert, all right? ESPN put out a list about the top 10 quarterbacks, and I think Justin Herbert was like 9 or 10. Yeah, 9 or 10. Really really high hopes for the, good, uh, for the dude. He had a good season last year. So at a celebrity golf tournament, Patrick Mahomes is minding his business, la, 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 kind of walking down the fairway. Somebody blurted out, and they said, hey, man, you better watch out for Justin Herbert. Patrick Mahomes turned around and said, I'll see it when I believe it. I mean, we know what he meant, but yeah, he said, I'll see it when I believe it. And I was like, oh, oh, here we go. Bring it on. And here we go. And with that being said, the Chargers go to Kansas City on the 26th of September. All right. Let's get it. We got us a rivalry. Let's go. We got some new, new, fresh rivalry. You know, we'll no longer have, you know, Manning or Brady or Breeze and Brady or things like that. Now we're slowly starting to see the transition from the old guard to the new generation. Let's just hope they don't do the WWE's version of the new generation because it was poo poo. Over to you, Scotty D. All right. The reason I said we got, I got other plans for us because I think that the three of us have a chance to cover UFC. 
because we are every bit as qualified as them jokers that ESPN pay-per-view had covering it the other night. And I'm talking about Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, and Teddy Atlas. Stephen A. knows basketball like nobody's business. So stay in that lane, Stephen A. You're good at that. But it got worse. He did the pre-fight, but it got worse because when it was over, they went to Max and Teddy Atlas, who both know boxing, but that's not the same thing. And Teddy Atlas started talking, and I was losing my mind wondering what in the blue hell he was trying to say. He kept saying the, 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 ah, that, uh, the, the geography mattered in this, and that when, they, when they went to the, 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 the floor or the mat or the ground, he didn't even know what he was saying. He was, it, it was making no sense. So if those guys got a shot at it, we got a crack at it too. Why not? Come on, ESPN, do better. Surely there's some somebody retired already. I know it's a new sport. Somebody retired that knows more about it than these cats. Uh, be live over to you. Are you like you can't find <laughs> Chuck Liddell. You can't find T. Ortiz. You can't so find somebody. Come on. You, so, you can't find well, they, nobody. They got they got Bisping and Dominic Cruz. I say that's enough. You don't need a Stephen A. A in there. I think I think they think because he was Cover McGregor, Stephen A having fans might bring more into MMA no. fans are hardcore. They see through that kind of crap. They don't right. like that stuff. They, they you stay to the NBA finals. Stephen A is a fantastic NBA analyst, and that's where he should be. So um one thing, um, speaking of things that the Sports Bros podcast can cover is um October 20. Was it 22nd or 23rd? Which one of them days is it? I know it's one of them days where all Dabo. three of us. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Dabo's coming to town. Yes, because they have been, he has not been mentioned in this podcast this week. So all roles will lead to Dabo. Hopefully we'll work on this. We'll talk after the show about the plans and everything. Hotels booked. All three of us in Pittsburgh. Clemson versus Pittsburgh. October 22nd and 23rd. Got, got to make it happen. But. I told you I wanted to end on a good note, on a high note, and it don't get any better than this. And I want to say thank yous, um, Money Man, for the Blue Hell reference. I love that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I digress. This is the feel-good story of just my life because it may not be considered a sport, but I'd be doggone if this is just this is just wonderful. Because shout out to um, Zayla Avant-Garde, a Louisiana team that just won the Scripps National Spelling Bee. She also knew the history of each and every word, the dialect, the, the origin of the word and everything. And she was pinpoint precision with it. It was absolutely amazing. And it's just one of those things. Not only is spelling one of her fortes, she has um, aspirations and goals to play in the WNBA or actually coach in the NBA. So just, just I want to put that into perspective, just the, um, the amount of opportunities that are being opened by just be, because just life in general, not being as close-minded as we, as we as a society once were. So a young lady, um, 14 years old, Winning the national, um, Washington National Spelling Bee has aspirations to play professional basketball or coach in the NBA. That was not a thing 10, 15 years ago for a young girl to have those aspirations, to have those dreams. 
for her to have those dreams is leaps and bounds where we have come as a society, and I'm very thankful for that. So, right. Zayla Avant-Garde, congratulations, and I just want to make sure that I give you every bit of those shout-outs and continue to pursue your dreams. The Sports Bros Podcast is behind you 1,000%. Yes, sir. Applause for that one. Applause for that one. Good point. But, B-Live, I will tell you, it remains the 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 little Indian kid when he fainted on the stage. That remains <laughs> oh, the classic. greatest... That's, That's the funny. greatest moment in the history of the spelling bee because he went down and a little girl behind him just sat there and just kind of checked him out. <laughs> yeah. Nobody helped him. <laughs> oh, oh, that's one of those. Uh, God bless him, but that was a classic moment on on uh, on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, check out the. I don't know if you guys saw this. The guy at uh, the Scottish Open last week who walked up to Rory McIlroy <laughs> on the course and took his club out of his bag and just went over and started taking practice swings before anybody realized what was going on with this dude. He actually took the time to take the head cover off of it and everything. Rory just kind of like, no, 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 no. It, it, what made it wet. He took the head covering off of the driver, but picked up yeah. a six iron. He had the head covering of the driver. He tried to keep, he tried to keep it. He, changed, yes. he tried to give the club back and keep the head cover. See, Before, see, this is the result of people being in the house for 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 months. Yep. They get out in public. They think they can just start do, randomly doing stuff. And listen, also, I know that, that that is dangerous. I mean, the fact that this guy could just roll up to anybody like that, you know, it, it, there wasn't security there at, at that particular spot on the golf course. But I'll be damned if that wasn't funny. I mean, that was actually, oh, yeah. that was really funny. The, the, and I, the and reaction, I, yeah, so, yeah. Like, the reaction. They were, it was it was so blatant that this guy just rolled up that nobody thought to stop him. He just rolled up to Rory's bag. And I'm picking Rory to win the British Open this weekend. By the way, that's my you, pick. Who are you picking? Be live. Ah, you stole it from me. I was I was thinking pick Rory him. as well. Pick him. I, He's I playing thinking, good. He he is playing good, and this is more a little bit more of his wheelhouse, close to home. At the British Open, it's still going to be the British Open. I know y'all renamed it to the Open, Open Championship, it, it, yeah. the Open Championship. It's still the British Open to Damn me. British Open, but With a bunch um, of <laughs> um, you know what? <sighs> yeah, but you know what? I'm. I, I feel. I feel like this is Roy's time. I really do. I'm. I'm gonna. I usually. I. I usually try to be controversial, but yeah. Um, I'll go with Roy as well. And keeping on Harris English, he got a recent win. He's another one of those European guys. All right. That's it for Pepper. Correct, fellas? Yeah, you got a British Open pick there? I'm rolling with Rory. More with Rory. Home We're turf. rolling Rory all the way. All right. Tony Finau, where are you at? Is Tony Finau going? We don't Let's go know. Let's on Finau watch. Let's see if Finau's, <laughs> Finau's, Finau's on the list. We're still um, on Tony Finau watch. I, I, read, for his next... I read something earlier where he's guys... in. All right, good. He's in. He's in. I read something earlier where two um two guys had a withdrawal due to COVID. So Rona Mania yeah. still running wild. That little uh, was it Zach Johnson, Zach Johnson, and, and I forgot the other fellow. But uh, yeah, I, wanted, I think Sung I think Sung J M is one of them. Bubba Watson's out. There's a few of them that were that were not comfortable with this, so, so they they're skipping it. Completely understandable. All right, fellas. Anything else to add before we get up out of here? And speaking of people walking up with live audiences and everything, the dude that got punched by Chris Jericho at AEW. Funny. <laughs> Funny. She tried to try to run up on, on and he was like, Mm-mm, nope, not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a great show, by the way. Great show, by the way. And Scotty D puts his glasses on. Uh S P O R T S. 
and the Bianca kid Bel- fell out just like that. Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks winning. Um, what was it match of the year, moment of the year, something like that? Yep, yep. Look at, wow. Looking just beautiful. She made her own dress. While Scott did is pass out on the floor like the kid who won the spelling bee. I'm reminding y'all right fast. Um, check out my articles on Key on Sports Media. Um, that website, I'm putting all my articles on there. Check me out. Check me out. Also, debuting Wednesday on their podcast network. That's right. On the Key on Sports Plus podcast network, premium podcast network is the Sports Bros Podcast. That's right. You can check us out there as well, too. I'll provide the link. And finally, I will be on Night Bright Live TV. That's right. We're starting thrill at 10 p.m. on Facebook Live. I'll be the future guest. You do not want to miss this. Anything else we got to say before we get out of here and hate watch Monday night? You know what? We're going to go watch the Home Run Derby. Anything you want to say before we get up out of here? And in closing, do something nice <laughs> for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They'll greatly appreciate it now more than ever. It's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Going to the beach. <laughs> yes, sir. Goodbye and good night. Where's the stop button? Oh, there it is. Hold on. <laughs> and we're clear. <laughs> Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.